Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, I've got my guy, the co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good? It was good, fantasy people. Week two is so close. A lot of interesting matchups as well every week. Uh, it, was a, it was a good sign to see uh, all these players, uh, all these negative results from week one. So uh, big ups to the NFL and the playoffs, mo- mo- mostly in the coaching staff uh, for coming through. So yeah, we, we got football, man. We, we going forward. Yeah, I mean, week two is already here. It's upon us. We have the Thursday night football game, which uh, if you haven't seen it yet, make sure you go back and listen to the breakdown we did yesterday cause, or two days ago because Greg called this game perfectly, and I owe him Woo. money money in the jar. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to make up for week one, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I still got time. Week week two is not done yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> But make sure you go back and listen to that. You can also catch our streams of the week on that episode. Um, but today you're going to get our Thursday night recap as well as our starts of the week. Uh, and finishing up the uh, week two game previews. Um, today we're covering the Panthers, Bucks, Broncos, Steelers, uh, Washington football team, Arizona Cardinals, uh, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Chargers, Pats, Seahawks, and Saints Raiders. Um if you didn't hear the game on the list, that means that we covered it yesterday. So you go back and listen to those games. Um, but Greg, let's let's dig into this Thursday night game that you again called called so perfectly. The the Browns mm. win it 35-30. The Bengals cover this five and a half point spread. Uh, some positive performances in this game on the Brown side. Uh, OBJ finally comes through. Uh, both Browns running backs, uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, each scored two touchdowns in this one, coming through in a big way. Uh, on the Bengals side, it was all about Joe Burrow. And uh, again, yes, Greg sir. winning all three of his bets against me. Uh, so CJ Uzama looked good before going down with a what turns out to be now an Achilles uh, injury, which he'll be out for the year. So Drew Sample filled in for him pulling in seven catches. Uh, he'll be someone that we'll talk about next week, I'm I'm sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Greg, what are your main I know you I know you can't wait to dig into it. What are your main takeaways from this game on the positive side? And then and then we'll jump into those the, the negative stuff. Oh yeah, man. The, there's a lot of positives from this game uh, on the Brown side. Yeah, they absolutely dominated in this run game. I think this is like this is probably something to expect when the Browns are favored uh and in positive game script. I, this is the formula they want to do. They want to be a running football team. They, you know, Troy can mention it was probably a good point. They do have one of the, probably the best one-two punch in the league as far as running backs. Mm-hmm. Um talent-wise, mm-hmm. uh, th- these guys, both these guys are amazing. Uh 35 total touches, 200 yeah, 234 total yards, the four touchdowns. Uh so it was good to see that Chubb just keeps getting RB1 opportunity with those 62% snap share, the 24 touches. Hunt seems to be getting 
he got 12 touches, half those, uh, basically half of uh, you know the opportunity he got. Um, and both very extremely efficient. Uh, Chubb played very well and he getting those red zone touches, which is important. Um, so Baker, he gave you know good super flex value. Um, he had one bad pick, uh, but he he was relying on the run game, so he wasn't really asked to do too much. Uh, the Browns. You know, they played in a lot of, you know, seemed to run a lot of 12 personnel, so a lot of two tight end sets, um, but, and, which, you know, helped out. Uh, not getting a, a third receiver in there doesn't help them, but Odell focused on him, which he helped. Should have had two touchdowns. He got held on the second one. It was crazy. Um, so, he had a good game. Yeah, on the Bengals side, Joey B, man. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> got, the th- got the 316 and three touchdowns. I called 250 and two, but he balled out. Uh, he, he he just he thrives in that, I think, uh, that no huddle, quick pace offense. Uh, he likes that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the, that that's good for him as a fantasy quarterback because that means they're going to be, you know, throwing it uh, more at, at more and he'll have a good volume. He's averaging 50 pass attempts per game right now. He'll probably won't get that per game, but I, I you have to expect 30 to 35, 30 to 40 every week. Um, and especially because they'll be in negative game script all year. So that was good. But the, you know, the fantasy started game is juice sample, man. <laughs> that man had nine targets <laughs> and 45 yards in a half <laughs> and a half. Like, and it was Alma had the touchdown towards Achilles. That was upsetting, but yeah, it was, it was a good game for him. Yeah, I, I mean, the, I think the the most interesting stat. I mean, the three sixteen, the three touchdowns was great from Joe Burrow. the The best stat for me was the sixty one pass attempts, man. Yeah, man. Um, like, you know, Cincinnati. Uh, what is it? They throw the ball. Sorry, I thought I had it here. Oh, Cincinnati, they throw the ball almost 60% of the time in neutral game script. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be in negative game script, like you, like you said. And uh, teams that are trailing, they tend to, they trend, they tend to throw the ball uh, 65% of the time. So Joe Burrow is going to be throwing the ball a ton. Uh, you know, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be a breakout six. that you, that you want to see if this is what we're going to get. This is absolutely going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was the reason why I did I did pick him as my breakout quarterback. Uh, I think he has you know high end QB two upside. Uh, you know, I, I I did say he'll finish above the QB sixteen, um, and I think it again has to do with his volume of pass attempts, has to do with his you know the fact that he he is willing to use his legs. We saw him you know run a little bit in this game. You know, ran for the touchdown the week before. So this is what you're going to get from Joe Burrow. Um, but, you know, like you said, Drew Sample, he's somebody I'm high on as well. You mm-hmm. know, if you're in a dynasty league and this guy is somehow available, you know, pick him up. Uh, he's a guy that I was high on in, in terms of, you know, he's, he's a big athlete. He's 6'6", uh, 260, uh, ran 4'5", 8 at the, uh, at the NFL Combine. So, you know, he's a big athletic guy. And we saw Joe Burrow target him uh, relentlessly. Also targeted Tyler Boyd in the middle of the field relentlessly. Um, so that's something to watch. Somebody else that was targeted relentlessly. Now we'll get to the bad, uh, but you wouldn't know it if you looked at just the reception total and the yardage total. That was AJ Green, uh, thirteen targets in this game, <laughs> three receptions. Uh, over his last two games, he's got eight catches on twenty-two targets. Uh, that's good for a thirty-six percent catch rate. Uh, Greg, I know you were never high on AJ Green, so you don't have you don't have any uh, anything to to speak on about this. But I guess I should have to speak to the people about this because 
I sh- you know I've been the one recommending AJ Green out you know out there as a viable play. Um, and you know what, AJ Green the last time that he was healthy he was a viable play. He's healthy now. I don't know if it's you know you know some of them were dropped, some of them were overthrows, some of them you know was uh, good coverage too. You know just <clears throat> good coverage. There was a, there was a mix of stuff right. Um, but I'm not playing AJ Green until I see this this stuff turned around. Like I I can't. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's 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 no way that you could continue to put him out there with this lack of efficiency uh, when you've guys you've got guys like Russell Gage, uh, CD Lamb. Well, CD Lamb's probably not on waivers, but Russell Gage, CD Lamb. Um, you know any of these guys that I I'd rather play Scotty Miller. Um, who's not going to go out there and and do what AJ Green did on Thursday night? So uh, I'm not playing him. Uh, but uh, Joe Mixon, yes, he's somebody that you have to play, right? Like, are you nervous about Joe Mixon? Are you concerned, Greg? Uh, I am. I mean, I said it after you know week one that you know it's a guy that you have to keep an eye on. I'm. Mean, uh, it's he he wasn't he was involved, but they're going to be passing it a lot. So if he's not getting targeted in the pass game, which is usually also split between him and Gio Bernard, that kind of caps his <laughs> upside. So and Joey B has carries himself. So I think his like RB one upside is capped, and I think he we have to see him as more of an RB two going forward. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I I don't have any Joe Mixon. Me either. Uh, <laughs> I think like, you know, I think like we said in the lead up to the season, it's, you know, I'm, I was, you know, I, I was relatively high on Joe Mixon. I had him as like RB 13, RB 14 and somewhere in that range, mm-hmm. but he was consistently going higher than that. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I never had to say, oh, well, I, uh, Joe Mixon or this guy, I never had to do that. Cause he was always gone. So, um, you know, um, maybe this is this something because this happened last year, right? Like, he did. He started off slow, know, got injured. He started off slow, got hot. They he wasn't getting touches or you know the reception work. He wasn't getting the ball out in space. Um, so maybe he's a buy low candidate. You know, if things start trending in the right direction, maybe we see if we start seeing more him, less Giovanni Bernard. Um, you know, maybe we can buy low on a Joe Mixon. Yeah, but yeah. Um, um, uh, other than that, Tyler Boyd played well uh, with a great, great like athletic catch at the end. Uh, and shout out to T. Higgins. You know he played all the majority of wide, three wide receiver yep. sets over John Ross uh, and got targeted six and, times. And Andy played. He actually played more snaps than AJ Green as well. Crazy. So yeah, yeah. He, so he was out he's there. Uh, he's somebody trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe he's somebody that you know if you if you do have AJ Green on your roster. Maybe you can hedge your bet a little bit and, and go pick up a T. Higgins because if he's eventually takes that role from him, um, you know, those outside targets, those red zone targets, those are probably going to end up going to, to T. Higgins. Yeah, um, so this is, uh, you know, they, they played their, you know, their best offensive game as far as the, compared to the first week, and it was against, a I think, you know, a good defense just like the Chargers. So I think they'll keep sticking with this um, these snap shares. Yeah, I would I would like to see that as well. Um, the other thing is Austin Hooper didn't come through in this game. No, he didn't. We Another both disappointing said, day. You're right. Yeah, that we could that you could play him. Um, you know, hopefully you 
played Logan Thomas over him, because we said that. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, he's somebody that you could just put to the wayside. For yeah, now. I think you put like, him on the bench. I just the, the passing volume might not be there for the Browns a lot. I might put him on waivers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll put him on bench one more bad week. He's probably he's he's on his way. Yeah, if you if you're already like looking like really high on a guy on waivers, might as well just do it now. Um, like right, like Canault has something like that. There's no, there's almost no point because to me, you know, why do I need a? If, especially if my tight, it's not like you know. Only reason I ever really feel to have a backup tight end is if I bye weeks are really close or I have Hunter Henry. Right. Just like those are the only two times I feel like it's necessary to have a high upside backup tight end because uh, obviously we know Hunter Henry uh, is is you know injury prone but if i have logan thomas like i'm willing to just trust in logan thomas the rest of the way i agree yeah and like why hold on to austin hooper or if i have dallas goddard you know like i can just i'm just gonna drop austin hooper i think people just did draft austin hooper a little high and expect him to be a tight end one so they probably didn't have another second plan for that (laughs) and that's why we always say right like either take a tight end early or take a tight end late yep you know, like, there's no, you know, because you, you draft a guy like Austin Hooper in the eighth, ninth round, you know, or but you can get a guy like Noah Fant in the ninth or the tenth round and, you know, look at how that situation has turned out so yep. far through. Yep. One. I mean, it's, it's only been one. It's only been one week, two weeks for Austin Hooper. But, you know, the point still stands. Two targets is a concerning t- point, I think. That is concerning. Yeah. But, and you know, again, it is something that I kind of like. You know, like, uh, I kind of, like, blurted out while we were on air, right? Like, the fact that Njoku was hurt, Mm -hmm. Harrison Bryant profiles, you know, he's the second tight end. He profiles more as a a receiver. Mm. I mean, he can block, but he's, you know, he's a little, he's a little light. So, you know, I think that they're, they, they view him right now at this point as more of a receiver. Yeah, um, they, I don't know how many targets two, he had. Two tight end personnel sets, so they um, run a lot of two tight end sets. Yeah. So you know the advantage is one of those tight ends is is acting as a blocker, one of those is acting as a receiver. But yeah, Harrison Bryant also had uh four you know two targets as well. So uh yeah, two targets. Yeah, scary. So, but yeah. he had he's on his way to Dumpsville. <laughs> but Bryant had four targets in week one, so you know. He's maybe he's somebody that we could you know look to as a you know potential stream down down the line. Down the line, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, yeah. uh if I think ga- the game plan for the Browns coming in, they want to run the ball though. That's that's, that's oh that's absolutely. Dope. Uh, I mean, maybe a little absolutely. concerning for Odell. I mean, he he he'll get a high target share. I think so. I think it's you know throughout the way his talent will override that. But yeah, this is a run. This is a I run think it'll be team. good for Odell though in a sense of. You know, look at the types of targets he's getting now. True. Play action. He's deep targets. Yeah. Play action down the field. Yep. Like, you know, th- that's that's good for his upside. Yeah, that's kind of like how he and was then, on the Giants. Yeah, more play action. And then you – exactly. And then you know that when they're in these negative game scripts, he's just going to be targeted 10 times. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that that's great. You know, it's similar to, to how Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs were used in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I th- I think I think they're, you know, again, I think that we had maybe overreacted a little bit to them getting blown out by the Ravens. But, 
you know, I think that they'll 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 be in good games. And I like the fact that they were getting guys like Kareem Hunt had a whole drive to himself. Yeah, I like that. It doesn't like break the, their rhythm. In the fourth quarter. Nope. Does not break the rhythm. He had a whole drive to himself to himself. The Browns end up I think they get points on that drive, if I'm not mistaken. And then the next drive, it's Nick Chubb again and he's fresh now. Yeah, I think they scored on every so, drive except that pick. So, and they would probably would have scored on that no, drive too if they would have kept running the ball instead of putting it in Baker's hands. <laughs> I mean, look, I think that pick was a pretty good pick. I mean, the the corner was, you know, he the receiver goes uh, runs a drag route. He realizes he he doesn't have any receiver in that area, so he's like, all right, let me go, let me go look for work. And you know, Baker just doesn't see the corner. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty impressive play on William Jackson's part. But, you know, Baker did he did, he I mean he obviously you know he didn't the box score doesn't look great but nah, he this, didn't have this to rem- do much. like I said this reminds me of like those Kirk those Kirk Cousins games that you were like this is going to be not just like Minnesota it's just going to be very similar to Minnesota mm-hmm. when when they win it's not because Baker threw the ball 30 40 times. Right. Before we get started I just want to note that 49ers tight end George Kittle. He's officially been ruled out for uh, tomorrow's game against the New York Jets. So hopefully you guys picked up um, contingency plan. Um, pick up you know Chris Herndon who is in the same game. I, I went ahead and did that as well. So uh, just want to note that. Right. So all right, man. Let's jump. Let's jump into these matchups. Yes, sir. Man. Let's just just jump right into it. Um, obviously, again. We got we got starts of the week today, so you're gonna want to stick around for that. We also we got head to head FanDuel contest, get money. Uh, that's what we call it here. So um, you're gonna definitely want to stick around for that as well. Cha ching, cha ching. Um, jumping into the the first matchup that we're gonna cover today, that is gonna be the 0 and 1 Carolina Panthers traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the 0 and 1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game is a 47 and a half over under. The Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of injuries, uh, rookie defensive end Yeter Gross Matos, uh, he's ruled out with a concussion. Uh, defensive tackle Kawan Short, he's also out with a foot injury, so that's a blow to the Carolina defensive line. Uh, Dennis Daly is still out with a uh, with an ankle injury. That that's the guard for the Panthers, and then wide receiver Chris Godwin. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks, he did return to practice on on Friday, but uh, Bruce Arians already said that he's going to be doubtful uh, for Sunday with the concussion. Um, so he's he's not going to play. He's it looked like he's he was trending in the right direction. I mean that's good news for next week, um, but he's not going to play this week. Uh, Greg, what do you what do you have? How do you, how do you have how do you see this game playing out? So in this game, I have the. Over, I have the Tampa Bay Bucks covering, and I have the Tampa Bay Bucks winning. Uh, this game is a bounce back spot for Brady and this Bucks offense, even without Chris Godwin. Um, so I think he's, you know, a strong QB two Brady in this one with some, uh, you know, QB one upside possibly. Uh, this would be they, but the Bucks, you know, they they're going to dominate in the run game first. I think that this is a good spot for them going against 
uh, you know, one of the worst fantasy rush defenses in the league in the bottom two with Jacksonville. So Ronald Jones, lock it in. He's an RB1 for this week uh, based on the opportunity he got in week one, a 47% snap share, but he had 19 touches and three red zone touches, which was good. Josh Jacobs absolutely destroyed this team, so I expect no less. Uh, you know, Ronald Jones uh, will get opportunity. He got he dominated over Levin Fournette as far as there, so he should have a great matchup. Um, Mike Evans, I love this start for him. Chris Godwin, you talk about he's not playing, so Scotty Miller, lock it in. I think he's a he's a good play in a, uh, a high over under. Um, and what I'm really looking forward to is uh, you know that split between uh, Gronk and OJ Howard. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, do you start Gronk is really the question. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to think about that. Uh, and this is a, I think it's a bounce back for the Bucks defense a little bit. Uh, I think they get some turnovers um, and some sacks. On Carolina side, it's it's pretty simple. Christian McCaffrey, he's going to finish either RB1, 2, or 3. DJ Moore, I think he's in a bounce back spot. He had nine targets in week one. Um, and uh, Curtis Samuel also had eight targets in week one. But uh, he's not ready. to. I don't think you should start him yet. But DJ Moore and CMC are, are the guys for me. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm taking the under in this game. I'm going to take Tampa Bay to cover. I'm taking Tampa Bay to win. Um, this is a really good spot here for Tampa Bay. Uh, the line, you know, is moving for some reason in Carolina's direction. Uh, but give me Tampa Bay all day in this one. They've got a legitimate defense uh, headed by defense according to Todd Bowles. They shut down CMC twice last year. Uh, obviously, you're still playing him. Um, but, you know, the... Something to note, especially from a DFS perspective. Um, you're still playing DJ Moore, uh, but if he gets shut down by ascending cornerback Carlton Davis, who who does like the shadow, uh, he, he shadowed Michael Thomas last week and shut him down as well, uh, held him to three catches on five targets. Um, but if he gets shut down this week, I'm saying buy low on this man because um, obviously, we like you said, he had nine targets last week. We know... Uh, that's going to be almost an every week thing with, with DJ Moore. And, you know, I went back and watched those nine targets. Uh, some of them they just missed. DJ Moore had actually, a, you know, a pretty bad drop. Um, but, you know, there were opportunities there. And, you know, he had end zone targets as well. So two end zone targets. So, um, you know, he's definitely a focal point in this offense. So, um, you know, like you said with uh, Tampa Bay, uh, you know, I do want to start, you know, pretty much any piece from this offense that I can. Um, you know, the, four, the the fourth highest implied team total of the games this week set by FanDuel Sportsbook. So, you know, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, uh, Ronald Jones. Um, starting you know, Gronk? You know, like you said what? You starting Gronk? Am I starting Gronk? Ooh, man. <laughs> I will probably play him in DFS. But again, it's like like we said last week, you're you're playing the touchdown game. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think you have to play the touchdown game uh, with, a, you know, there's no bye weeks or anything. So, like, you know, Logan Thomas, you don't have to play the touchdown game. Right. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of maybe somebody else. Uh, uh, all right. Gronk, Gronk or Chris Herndon? <laughs> the only member of the Jets team uh, that's healthy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I, I... Herndon mm. had seven targets last week. He he did. He could he could he probably could get close to ten this week. Like who else are you gonna pass it to? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Herndon, just because opportunity. Yeah, I would go just off opportunity. Yeah, exactly. 
It's just op- it's opportunity, right? I mean, if you're going to ask me, do I want to play the touchdown game with Gronk or Darren Fells, then, then I'm going to play the touchdown game with Gronk. Or Jordan Akins. Oh, yeah. Wait. All right, Gronk or Jordan Akins. Uh, that one, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Jordan Akins. Yeah, I'll go Jordan Akins, too. Yeah. He's my stream of the week, so I have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... But yeah, no, like you said, Ronald Jones, he's in a good spot. So, you know, this is this is this is a smash spot for Ronald Jones. Yes, sir. Um Scotty Miller is the guy that I'm really looking at, man. I mean, I don't know. I just really I'm like really into this Scotty Miller thing. Like he, Yeah. He was yeah. 50, 60% of the snaps last week. Uh and that was without you know, with with both Chris Chris Godwin and Mike Evans being over ninety percent of the snaps. Uh, he still had six targets. Him and Brady just missed out on a long, a long play last week. Brady's been talking this guy up since you know August. Arians has been talking up so, since last year. So yeah, yeah, and Arians has been talking him up since last year. So uh, he's a guy that he's a, he's you know before even if Godwin was out, I think he would have been in play for me. Um, you know, as somebody I would have been potentially looking to flex. But with Godwin out, like he's a hundred percent in my lineup. Like, yeah. No questions asked. I mean, if if I'm a god, if 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 I if Galladay is on my roster, if Chris Godwin, uh, Cortland Sutton, AJ Brown, like I'm playing Scotty Miller. Like there are no questions. Um. And then yeah, I mean, from on the Carolina side, are you playing Robbie Anderson after the five for one, this the six for one sixteen and the touchdown last week? Uh, with a seventy-five yard touchdown, um, I, I think he's, I think he's playable as a, I think he's playable as a flex. I think, yeah, he's, mm-hmm. I think he's taking that. Uh, if it was him or Curtis Samuel, definitely Robbie Anderson. So I think he's a, he's a, he's a low-end flex for me. I think he has some flex appeal for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a high upside flex. I mean, if he, if he does it again this week, then, you know, right. you, you know, Robbie Anderson, he, he goes through these streaks. Like That's true. if he's if he if he does it again this week, um, then I'm just gonna play him until he's he, till he stops. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right. So next matchup we have. Or what about Ian Thomas? Sorry, Ian Thomas. He's a guy that was t- my tight end stream of the week last week. Didn't come through, but he's got a matchup here with Tampa Bay. That's pretty good. Are you playing him? Uh, I think you're in a spot where if you have him. You are, I think, um, he's a stream guy. So, I mean, Logan Thomas, probably I'll take over him. But Gronk or Ian Thomas? Ian Thomas still, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Rule actually did call Ian Thomas out in a way, said he's a guy that they that they are expecting more from or need more from. Um, so, you know, maybe we see something there to that narrative. I don't know. It, well, um, Chris Gunn was out, so some targets have to go to Gronk this game. So, no, abs- I mean, or they could go to OJ Howard or they could go to OJ Howard. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Yo, Bruce Arians and tight ends are just, they don't work. It just, yeah, I think I'm learning that. Honestly, this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this is what, this is their takeaway. Yeah. Bruce Arians is not a fantasy tight end love loving guy. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's Ian Thomas still, you're right. All right. Um, the next matchup we have, we've got the 0-1 Denver Broncos traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the 1-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a 43-point over-under. The Steelers are seven-point favorites. 
Uh, in terms of injuries, the Broncos will be without Philip Lindsay, who has turf toe. Um, mm. Mark Barron, he's also out with a hamstring injury. Cortland Sutton, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos, is questionable with a shoulder. Uh, head coach Vic Fangio says he'll be a game-time decision. Uh, the Steelers are missing guys on the offensive line. Right tackle Zach Banner towards ACL in the Monday Night Football game, and he'll be out for the year. Yeah. Guards David DeCastro and Stefan Winsniewski are both out in this game. Uh, good news, though, is James Conner is not on the injury report heading into this game. Um, <laughs> is that good news? So it's, <laughs> I, that is good news for James Conner yeah, and true, his health true, true. is a good news is a good news for us probably not um in terms of of my picks I'm taking the over in this game uh I'm taking the Steelers to win I'm taking the Steelers to cover uh, how in terms of how it plays out Steelers I think they dominate in this one I I think their defense suffocates Denver uh on the Pittsburgh on the Pittsburgh side I like Ben in this one uh with the running backs banged up or with James Conner banged up uh, and a little, you know, uncertainty at the running back position. Uh, Ben calling, Ben, you know, he calls his own plays. Uh, I think we see Ben shred this defense after watching Ryan Tannehill uh, complete 67% of his passes. Uh, I expect a high volume of pass attempts for Ben in this one, uh, which means more targets for Juju and Deontay Johnson. Uh, Johnson had 10 targets on Monday. Uh, Ben targeted him repeatedly. Uh, and is dialing up plays for him, uh, you know where he's he's actually his first read. So I'm starting him this week uh, for sure. I, I you know I I don't want to touch this backfield unless I have to mm-hmm. uh, on on the Denver side. Uh, if if Sutton's active, I'll play him. But if I have mm-hmm. someone like a Deontay Johnson or a Scotty Miller, uh, I'll pl- I'll play them. I would consider even Jalen Rager. Uh, over Cortland Sutton, this this matchup is tough. Uh, so you know, I I I'd, I'd almost rather wait a week on him if I could afford to do it. Um, you know, I know you know the matchup is tough for Noah Fan as well, but I, I'm playing him uh, unless I have a safer option like a Dallas Goddard or a um, or a Logan Thomas. Uh, and then Jerry Judy, he looked good last week, but again, he has a tough matchup as well. And then Melvin Gordon, he's a, he's purely a volume play, but there's no no upside in that play. Yeah, I'm with you. I got the under in this game. I have Pittsburgh covering and I have Pittsburgh winning. Uh, on the Denver side, uh, Melvin Gordon, I yeah, I think he has, made, yeah, I think he has some flex upside. Uh, could could finish as like a low one RB two. He did have 18 touches in Week One. He ran well mm-hmm. for 5.2 yards per carry. So and no Philip Lindsay. So if he's gonna get it, the, the targets is gonna be there at least. So that should help him fall mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a good flex spot. Um, Sutton, yeah, two time, two game time decision. But yeah, I, I agree with you. If he, he's probably the best player in the field offensively for Denver if he steps on it. So I think he, I would probably start him. Um, no offense, mm-hmm. uh, he you drafted him to be that guy to be your every week starter, but low, 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 like in the, low in the draft. So. Uh, his upside might be capped, but I still will start him as well. Um, I don't think I would start Jared Judy, though, or any complimentary piece besides no fan or and Corlin Sutton and, yeah, Melvin Gordon. Jared Judy got target eight times, but uh, I don't think the volume is going to be there as far as the Denver offense. On Pittsburgh side, yeah, they should – the total running back of Pittsburgh should do well um, and, and the passing as well. It's a good spot for Big Ben in the offense. Um, the Titans were, you know, they were able to – 
get off uh, 81 plays against the the Broncos. Um, so that's very surprising for the Titans. So if they could do it, the Steelers should 78. Yeah. But, so so if yeah if they do it, Pittsburgh's gonna be in a good spot here. No AJ Bouye. Uh, so Juju strong wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside. Deontay also strong wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside. And yeah, James Conner, Benny Stott. I think I'm leaving them both. If James Conner's your flex, then maybe. But other than I think. That's uh, I'm leaving both on the bench. See what happens. Nah, if I could afford not to play James Conner, I'm not playing. That's him. true though. Yeah, the, the start and then out. end up with zero points in your after getting hurt after one play. Yeah, it's too much risky. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. I mean, well, I gotta. I have a scenario for you, but we'll we'll, we'll hit it once we get to this next matchup. Mm-hmm. But the Washington Football Team, the one and O Washington Football Team, the first place divisional NFC East team right now the washington <laughs> football team <laughs> headed to arizona to take on the one and oh arizona cardinals this is a 47 and a half point over under the cardinals are seven point favorites um the in terms of injuries max williams he's out with an ankle mason center mason cole he's out with a hamstring uh in terms of for for the washington football team Cornerback, slot corner, Kendall Fuller is questionable with a knee. Linebacker Thomas Davis, questionable with a calf. And uh, linebacker Cole Holcomb is out with a knee. Greg, what do you see in this matchup? How do you see it breaking down? This one, I'm taking the under slight. I'm taking the under. I have Washington covering and I have Arizona winning, though. Um, but, yeah, the, you, I, I'm, I'm with you on the, this D-line. is scary, and I will keep them in matchups throughout the year so i think the the game will stay close um scary terry's matched up with uh, patrick peterson so it may be tough but i think he's still a solid flex in this one uh i think that washington will be able to attack in the run game though antonio gibson his baking continues but i would i would consider starting him honestly um i think he's gonna take him out the oven yeah i I think you could take him out the oven as as a good flex play he got 11 touches in week one um, his, his, his efficiency was just so much better than Payne Barber. He had four yards per carry to his 1.7. Uh, so I think if, <laughs> if he's a flex option, I wouldn't be mind taking him because Arizona got lit up in the receiving as far as running backs. The re- running backs for 49ers had 162 receiving yards last week. That's where Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson will probably get his, his damage. So it uh, looks to him to, to play a little well in this matchup. Um, it, honestly, yeah, this is what it is. I'm in a 16 team league. I I got James Robinson versus AJ Gibson in the flex. What, what you think? Ooh, James Robinson versus Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, sorry. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I would. I think I would go with Gibson. I would. I, yeah, I think yeah. I would have to go Gibson. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I do. I do like it. I mean, paper full point coming. PPR. Oh uh, yes, full point PPR. Yep. Yeah, I would, I yeah. would go with Gibson. Yeah. Uh, I uh, like Gibson, uh, Logan Thomas. We talk all about, about him so many times, so got to start him up. Uh, on Arizona side, it's simple. D-Hop, Kenyon Drake, Kyler Murray. Uh, the only complimentary player I'm keeping my eye on is Chase Edmonds. He did have six carries. He had five targets, also had a touchdown in week one. Uh, so that was that was pretty interesting. Uh, I liked his his usage. Um, so, But I'm not ready to start him yet. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's those three and, and no one else. Yeah, uh, I actually, in terms of the game, you took the under? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I originally took the under. I have the under written down. Let me just double-check that 
because I have it written down, written down mm-hmm. in my show notes, but I don't know because if the line moved, did it? I changed my pick. Mm. It's a forty-seven and a half line. Okay, I had it under at the forty-six, so that makes it better. Whew. Um, I did. I guess I changed my pick. So I'm taking the over in this game. Uh, I am taking the Washington football team to cover, mm-hmm. uh, just like you, and I'm taking Arizona to win. Um, yeah, you said it, man. This defensive line, that's I like them to keep it close. Um, you know, Greg, your defensive stream of the week is in this game. Yes, sir. Mine is two. Uh, you have Arizona. I have the Washington football team. Interesting nugget I dug up. The Washington football team forced either a sack, a quarterback hit, a pass deflection, or an interception on a league high 54% of of, uh, dropbacks in week one. 54%. They either got a sack, a quarterback hit, a pass deflection, or an interception. Yeah, and Arizona's O-line is is a little shaky. Not as bad as the Eagles was last week, but it it was a little shaky, so... It's a little shaky. So I, I like them to continue to cause havoc in this one and keep it close. Uh, I do think Arizona comes out with the win. Kyler Murray, D-Hop, Kenny Drake, those guys are all must plays. Uh, I like keeping an eye out on Chase Edmonds. I think he's rostered on most leagues, especially if you have Kenny Drake. Yeah, um, that's a must. I think you I think you could look to flex Christian Kirk in, in, in deeper leagues, given the matchup. He he does lead this team and averaged up the target at 14.1. Um Dan Arnold, he's also slightly interesting to me, but only as really a DFS dart throw mm-hmm. at the tight end position. Um, you know, especially Max Williams is out with this ankle, so that's even more snaps at the tight end position for him, more routes at the tight end position for him. Um, and Washington football team, they got torched by the tight end position last they did. week. This so is a good matchup. This is a good matchup, so definitely somebody to just keep an eye on, for, especially for, mainly for DFS, really. Um, and then for Washington football team, Terry McLaurin, uh, Logan Thomas, those are the guys that I think you're, you're must you're must starting. Like you know they must be they, you know they have to be in your lineup going into this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry McLaurin, like you said, he's got the matchup against Patrick Peterson. Um, you know hopefully he can come through. But if not, man, I'm I'm buying low on Terry. Yep, I'm buying uh, Terry shares. Uh, DJ Moore shares. DJ Shark shares. Uh, I'll buy <laughs> DJ Shark shares. Deontay Johnson shares. I'll buy them all. Just if you don't want them, give them to me. Um, and then, given that they'll be trailing, like you said, Antonio Gibson, he's he's a potential flex play. You know, he's just so explosive. Yeah. And it's hard it's hard not to play him in a game like this. And so, if you need some juice, um, all right, Antonio Gibson, or a guy we just talked about uh, before, uh, James Conner. Antonio Gibson, <laughs> Antonio Gibson, like nah, yeah, uh, I'm not even, not even hesitating. Uh, I know, at the very least, he hasn't shown me that he will play five snaps and get hurt, and then, yeah, just the 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 catches, the the pass catching, which should be there. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, it's funny because I remember where I said that the only share James Conner I have is in the best ball mm-hmm. league, and like I'm mad that I even have that one share now. Oh well, if you got Benny Snow, you have the Steelers running back, which I, is a I, great, I did, which is a great I decision. I did, I didn't get Benny Snow. <laughs> Having the Steelers running back is nice, <laughs> but uh, but what if it's like the Steelers running back in a game, right? Not yeah. not the season, because that's worse. I feel like the Steelers Ooh, running true. back in a game is worse. Yeah. <laughs> 
true. Then the total, I guess, yeah. Then the, and then the season, the total running rushing that they'll have at the end of the year will still be good, though. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but giving one back game to game, like we we don't know. This is this is probably, probably the biggest question of week one: how Benny Snell or Benny Snell now is going to be used? Nah, he's Benny Snell now. Yeah, man. yeah, he's he's got it now, yo. Let's, let's go. <laughs> All right, let's jump into this next matchup. This is probably the the juiciest afternoon game that we got. Um, you know, we got the one and zero Baltimore Ravens traveling into Houston to take on the zero and one Houston Texans. Uh, this game is a fifty point over under. The uh, Baltimore Ravens are seven and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, left tackle Ronnie Staley, Stanley for the Baltimore Ravens, he's questionable with an ankle. Jimmy Smith, he's questionable with a hip. Wide receiver Chris Moore is out with a finger. Uh, for the Texan side, Brandon Cooks is still questionable. He's questionable with the quad. And then right tackle Titus Howard is questionable with an ankle. In terms of uh, my picks for the game, I've got the over. I've got the Ravens to cover, and I've got the Ravens to win this game. In terms of how it plays out, the Ravens defense was dominant in week one against the Browns. I expect them to continue that dominance last year. The, their defense became a juggernaut right around uh, the time these teams faced off last year in Week 11. The Ravens won that game 41-7. to uh, The the Texans' defense was, was terrible last year, uh, and they were terrible last Thursday. Uh, Lamar, Mark Andrews, Hollywood are all in play. Uh, Mark Ingram and, and Dobbins, like, I don't want to play them, but I think we could play them given... Given the total, uh, the, the the Ravens are tied for the highest implied team total, uh, you know, this week. And so for Houston, uh, on the Houston side, I mean, so sorry, for that point, you know, the fact that they're the highest implied team total on the week, I think you can get away with playing, flexing either a Dobbins or an Ingram, uh, especially Dobbins. I'm becoming a really bit more interested in Dobbins because of the pass catching. They flexed him out as a receiver a lot. Um, so that's just another, uh, you know, another dynamic that they're adding to their offense. So he intrigues me. Um, but for the Houston side, I, I will play Deshaun, but I'm, I'm not excited about it. Uh, Will Fuller, he's also very interesting to me. Um, this is a guy who is fifth in target share at 32.3%. And in a game when they're projected to be down and we already know they don't have any receivers and they're playing from behind. Uh, I find him interesting, particularly in DFS. Yeah. I mean, in, in season long, I'm not I'm not doing it unless I have to. Uh, if I need 30 points, then I'll start him. But you know, in DFS, he's like somebody that's really really interesting to me because people might might shy away from him uh, because of the matchup. Uh, but Greg, where are you at with this game? Yeah, I have the over in this game. I have the Ravens covering, and I have the Ravens winning. Baltimore. Lamar Jackson, lock it in, QB1. Hollywood is in a great spot, lock it in. Uh, Mark Andrews also in a great spot, lock it in as well. Uh, these guys should should kill. Uh, yeah, Mark Ingram versus J.K. Dobbins is interesting. Uh, Ingram got more carries, 10-7. to 7. Uh, Similar stat lines, really. Uh, they both had two red zone touches. It's just that Dobbins led to two touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, it, I, we have both of them in one league. We're not starting either of them. I think if you're able to do that, and kind of see what happens. I mean, one of them is gonna is gonna play well though, because they're just a, a prolific offense, and that they're gonna you know mm-hmm. it's just a matter of who mm-hmm. who's it gonna be. Um, on the Houston side, 
Deshaun, yeah, he's a low end QB one for me. Um, I think you can start, yeah, Will Fuller. I, I like him as a solid flex, and I like David Johnson as well. Still, um, oh yeah, I like David Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jordan Akins, we talk about. If, yeah, I think you know if you if you you know you have to. I think he's also a, a streaming tight end that you can do this week. He had a high snap share last week, um, and just they're mm-hmm. just they're searching for pass catchers, so he should be involved mm-hmm. uh, and high over mm-hmm. on the game. And Houston will be in comeback mode. So Will Fuller. Akins and uh, D, uh, David Johnson, I think, are guys you should look to. Yeah, I failed to mention anybody on the Houston side. I I, I don't know what was wrong with me. Oh, yeah, Brandon but Cooks isn't pl- is he playing or is he he's questionable? He's questionable. I don't know. Yeah, it, is he out? Either way, going Randall Cobb. No, nah, no, I'm not starting Randall Cobb. <laughs> Oh, okay, because he's dead to me. So. Yeah, I know. He, he's dead to you. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Cooks, if he goes into any game questionable, I'm not doing it. I need him to be fully healthy. You know how much of an idiot I feel like going on to waivers to pick up Randall Cobb when a guy <laughs> like Robbie Anderson could have been, he was just like staring me in the face. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. It was, it was Randall, Randall Cobb. <laughs> Randall Cobb. It's 2020, and I'm starting Randall Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> this might as well be starting right. Jordy Nelson if he came back from retirement, basically. Right? <laughs> oh, man. All right, the next matchup, we've got the 1-0 Kansas City Chiefs traveling to L.A. to take on the 1-0 L.A. Chargers. This is a 47.5 point over under. The Chiefs are 8.5 point favorites. Uh, Traverius Ward, cornerback for the Chiefs, he's out with a hand injury, I believe. Mm. Uh, edge rusher Alex Okafor, he is out with a hammy. Um, left or sorry for the Chargers starting center Mike Pouncey, who missed last week, uh, was officially put on IR, so he's expected to miss the season. Uh, that's a blow to the Chargers' offensive line. And then at running back, Justin Jackson uh, is doubtful with a quad injury, and he's not expected to play. So, Greg, what do you have in this matchup? Uh, in this game, I have the under. I think I have the Chiefs uh, covering, and I have the Chiefs winning. Uh, I think it would be similar to how they played last year. I think Chiefs just dominate time of possession and kind of like, you know, they'll, they'll put up their points. But um, it's hard for me to see the Chargers put up a lot of points. I think the Chiefs secondary can be attacked, but the Chargers just have a low-paced offense. Um, I like Keenan Allen as a flex. I like Mike Williams, I think, more than Keenan Allen. He had a higher target share in uh, week one. Uh, and he had higher air yards per target. Uh, so that's I think that's something to keep an eye on uh, in this matchup. Uh, I think that gap between those two receivers are, are closing in very quickly. Um, Eckler, he's in a bounce-back spot. They'll be in comeback mode. He should see more targets. So I'm starting him up, and also Hunter Henry starting him up as well as a tight end one. Um, on the Chiefs side, it, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, every week, Patty, Clyde. Um, you know, they're going against a tough secondary, but yeah, I mean, you're starting Tyreek Hill and as a wide receiver one, and I think you can start Watkins as a flex, and only as a flex, and Travis Kelsey, lock it in, wide to tight end one. Nice. I'm taking the over. I'm taking Kansas City to cover. I'm taking Kansas City to win. We obviously know that Kansas City is great. Uh, I didn't. I don't have any confidence in this Chargers team. Uh, give me all the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Clyde. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Uh, I would play Sammy Watkins in in, in a in, in my flex if I had to, if I needed, you know, nine targets possibly. I, I, nine targets, <laughs> in a pat, right? In a, a the best offense in the league, yeah. 
and the best offense in the league with the best quarterback. So, yeah, give me that. Um, I might even look into Demarcus Robinson. You know, let's not forget this guy had, uh, you know, two potential touchdowns he last did. week. He did. Um, so, you know, maybe in somewhere in some some in DFS, he's somebody you could play. Uh, I can't touch Miko Hardman uh, no. until we see his snap share go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, he only played 30% of the team snaps. Uh, I need to see that at least get to 50. Um, so, yeah, he's, you know, I think he's border, he's borderline droppable right now at this point, too. Um, you know, maybe he's somebody that you could pick up right before the 4 o'clock games to see if maybe something happens during that game and then you, you drop him right after. Um, but I would flex Joshua Kelly uh, if need be, uh, but not really looking to do that. Uh, but also on the Chargers side, Austin Eckler and, and Hunter Henry, um, you know, you know that's really that's really it for for me. But in terms of the the, I don't know, man. I just I wasn't high on these wide receivers with Tyrod coming into the season, mm-hmm. and then I got pulled in by Hard Knocks. But I just last week against the Bengals mm-hmm. confirmed what my initial thoughts were, which is just Tyrod is not good. Just he did not look good. He did he didn't look good. Yeah, and uh, I'm I can get behind Mike Williams totally. Uh, Keenan Allen is scaring me because of how poor Tyrod looked last week, and um, Mike Williams, I, like you said, like like you said, the air yards, the target share, it's all there. So I could totally get behind it, and I would do it. Yeah, but I think they're both. Mike Williams is a little more upside, and I think mm-hmm. I, the flex is the conversation is there, honestly. But Keenan, Mike Allen. Williams or Deontay Johnson? Oof, my uh, sorry, Deontay Johnson. But you're not benching. Would Keenan you go Mike Allen. Williams? Are you? You're not. Are you? Bet Mike Williams or Keenan Allen <laughs> in the game? Mike Mike Williams. If you had them both on your team, who would you start? Yeah, if I had, yeah if I had them both on my team, I think <laughs> I'm starting Mike Williams this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think you could bench Keenan Dang, Allen. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> um i mean i don't know it's it's like flex for me is the flex like i was keenan allen or scary terry i I, oh man i'm in a way (laughs) i i think i would go terry okay wow yeah, you're right. Well, Keenan Allen doesn't even lead his team in target share. Yeah, no, yeah, I, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's Mike Williams. Yeah, he's dealt with my So, uh, yeah, it, it would be some flexes. Uh, that Definitely the flex conversation. There's going to be some tough decisions made. But Mike Williams, I'm more confident. John Brown or Keenan Allen? Uh, Keenan Allen. Okay. I think I would go John Brown. Yeah, uh, he might be safer, actually. You're right. <laughs> John Brown might be safer. It, it might go like last week. Ah. Uh, yeah, I no no, I'm switching John Brown, John Brown. <laughs> it's safer. I think yeah, I would want the oh. safer player. If I'm yeah, even if I'm projected to lose, like John Brown starts boom too. So, right? So yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm at. So, um anything else on this game? No. Nah. nah. All right. So this is, I think this is the game of the week, man. Like, oh, yeah. This, like, I wrote that down like, too. <laughs> yeah. You need to make sure you are watching <laughs> this. Like, 
No matter what you are doing on Sunday, just make sure if you could watch any game, it's this game on Sunday. Oh yeah. It is the one and O Cam Newton led New England Patriots taking on the one and O uh Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited led Seattle Seahawks. This is a forty four and a half point over under. The Seahawks are four point favorites. In terms of injuries, you've got Julian Edelman. Uh, he's questionable with a knee, as is Nikhil Harry, also questionable with a, wide, uh, with a shoulder, but they're both expected to play. Uh, Philip Dorsett, he's questionable with a foot um, for the Seattle Seahawks, does not play for the Patriots. That could be very confusing. Um, in terms of how I see this, uh, in terms of my picks for this matchup, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Seattle to cover and win this game. Uh, how it plays out, I think the Seattle defense is, is athletic enough. You know, you add Jamal Adams back there on defense. They're they're athletic enough to slow down uh, this this New England offense. It may not be able to stop Cam, but but they may slow him down. So uh, Edelman and Nikhil Harry, they're both in play uh, on the Seattle side. I'm starting Russ. I'm starting Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, uh, basically all the important uh, Seahawks because they're going to need them all for this one. Um, but honestly, man, I just want to watch this game and enjoy some good football. Uh, what do you got, bro? Yeah, uh, this is best game of the week for sure. I have the under. Um, I'm taking the Patriots to cover, but I'm taking the Seahawks to win. Uh, That's a good one. I- yeah, I just, you know, it's it's Bill Belichick. It's still, I think that, you know, primetime game here. Think they, they you see how, how they're going to play against uh, the good teams. Are they going to, you know, keep that run design offense for Cam? The best matchup of the week by is Cam versus Jamal Adams, really. Is Jamal Adams, you mm-hmm. know, is he going to be the Cam stopper in this one? So that's going to be very interesting. Julian Edelman, I, I like him a lot in this matchup. He, he has a good matchup in the slot. Uh, so, he you know, he's a strong flex for me. Uh, Cam should be asked to pass more, I think. He only had 19 pass attempts in week one. So I think that will be a bump up. Um, other than that, there's no one really else for me on the Patriots side. They use too many running backs for me to use, trust any of them. Uh, Seattle. It's Russell Wilson uh, all day, every day. This man is probably gonna. I think he. I think he's gonna win MVP this year. Um, Russell. Uh, t- he's tough matches for the receivers. Uh, so I don't know if I'm. They're bumped down to kind of like flexes for me. Um, but I'm starting Chris Carson. Uh, Greg Olson, I think, has some intrigue as well. He plays 78% of the snaps in Week One, uh, and he could also be used in the red zone again. He had a one red zone touch last week. Uh, had a touchdown. So that should be interesting. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be a, a really good game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be just phenomenal football, yeah. man. I, I'm I'm excited. Um, all right, man, let's jump into this this next matchup, man. Oh, sorry. James White. How do you feel about him? I mean, there is there Low and running flex. back that you're looking to play? Low and flex, yeah. right? Because what safe, he didn't, safe flex. he wasn't. They all split the snaps last week. Yeah, they used everybody. Used, they he even used your boy Rex Burkhead. Like they <laughs> it didn't matter. I mean, that was a given. Rex yeah. Burkhead, man, we yeah. all had to see that one coming. Um, all right, let's just jump into this next this next matchup, man. This Monday Night Football game. This is the one and oh New Orleans Saints traveling to Las Vegas to take on the one and oh Las Vegas Raiders. This is a forty nine and a half point over under. The uh, Saints are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Injury concerns. The rookie wide receiver, Henry Ruggs, was a DMP on Friday with a knee injury. 
Uh, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, offensive tackles for the Raiders, Trent Brown and Sam Young, are both questionable. Brown with a calf, Young with a groin injury. Uh, and then linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski for the Raiders is questionable with a pectoral injury, but he did, he did not participate in practice at all this week. Um, and then on the Saints side, this is really you know one real one big injury. That's Michael Thomas, wide receiver. Uh, he's doubtful with an ankle injury, a high ankle sprain. Uh, don't don't count on him to play. Greg, what do you what do you have in this matchup? Uh, this one I have the under. I was telling you before I, I do like the Saints defense um, a lot. Um, I have them covering the spread and I have them winning. Uh, this is uh, you know the Saints are a resilient team. They lost. Uh, Kamar basically the friend within the first two weeks and they ran through Michael Thomas and Jared Cook now they lost Michael Thomas within the first two weeks and they're going to run through Kamara and, and Jared Cook again and Emmanuel Sanders I think Kamara dominates this game uh, Emmanuel Sanders has wide receiver two upside um, I'm very intrigued on Traquan Smith I think he's a good deep league dart play uh, he's in he's got a tough matchup against uh, LaMarcus Joyner in the slot but uh, he had a, he had a, he had more snaps than Sanders in week one and uh, so in the high over under. So I think he's a little intriguing. Um, Jared Cook, though, is a tight end one for me. And on the Raiders side, yeah, it's it's pretty much, you know, Josh Jacobs. Um, Ruggs, he's, yeah, you say, man, he may not play. Yeah, didn't practice Thursday or Friday. Uh, so it's a tough secondary. I think they're going up against um, Derek Carr. I He might have some stream, but I'm, I'm not as high as other people are on Derek Carr this week. Uh but but Darren Waller should be involved as a tight end one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think people are probably high on Derek Carr because they've got probably going to have no choice but to throw the ball. Right. Because uh, this, I'm taking the over here. I'm taking New New uh, New Orleans to cover. I'm taking New Orleans to win. This Raiders pass defense is not good, uh, and so I expect yeah. Drew Brees to take advantage of them. Uh, even with Michael Thomas out. Like you said, this is about to be the Kamara and Jared Cook show. <laughs> uh, for me, rest rest of for as long as Michael Thomas is out, uh, I think Kamara is is the RB two. Uh, whether it's half point or full point, I think he is the RB two behind Chris McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jared Cook is a top four tight end. Uh, while while Michael Thomas is out, uh, behind only well George Kittle's you know obviously injured right now, but that's not expected to be long term. But uh, you know. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. I think those are the only three tight ends that are going to outscore Jared Cook the rest of that way. Um, but then in terms of wide receiver, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he's in a he's in a really good spot this mm-hmm. week. Um, so, you know, I like him to have a, a big game. And, you know, Traquan Smith, I think he's a viable flex play. Uh, like you said, you know, he's an interesting DFS dart throw as well. Um, but on the Raiders side, uh I'm it's Darren Waller. Uh, he's you know I'm interested in him this week. Uh, Hunter Renfro. I <clears throat> you know I do like him this week. Uh, you know Rugs might be out, so he'll play more snaps and he'll play more from the slot, uh, where Rugs played almost sixty percent of his snaps from the slot. So uh, in a game they'll be trailing. I, I expect them to be to be more involved. But the big thing that I want to see in this game is what happens with Josh Jacobs in a negative game uh, script. The usage <laughs> Yeah, that's, this is really what I want to see. This is going to put, you know, this is going to really put it to the test for me. Uh, the usage was great last week. Mm-hmm. He was seventh in running back rush share. Uh, he was third amongst running backs in team target share uh, with 21% of the team targets. And so in a game uh, in which they're losing, I like, will he continue to get these targets? 
uh, I actually think he will, mm-hmm. and he's gonna make me look. He's gonna make me look like a <laughs> fool for fading him in the top ten of drafts. Um, but yeah, this is this is really what I want to see. Uh, is Josh Jacobs gonna be gonna be game script proof? Um, but then Brian Edwards, you know, he's he's got the tough matchup. He's the one. He's one that uh, you know was disappointing in week one after all the hype out of camp. Uh, but he was still on the field, was still running the routes. Uh, he just, you know, didn't come through on his one target. Uh, so with Ruggs out, he's a potential, you know, not, nothing in redraft, but potential, you know, blind spot in DFS. So um, that wraps up the games, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a good weekend full of games. Uh, football is back. It feels great. It, it feels normal. So, um but now it's that money time. Yes, man. sir. Starts of the week. Let's get this money. Um, first up at the quarterback position, Greg, who is your start of the week? Oh, man, it's Matty Ice. Matt Ryan versus Dallas in the second highest over-under matchup of week two. Both defenses are bad. Uh, this is Atlanta, the number one pace in the league last week. Uh, highest team pass plays at 54. It doesn't matter if they're down. doesn't matter if they're winning in comeback mode or not. Because in, in neutral game script, they threw 69% of the times, which is second highest in the league. They're chucking it. It's locked Matt Ryan in for 300 yards and at least two touchdowns. Definitely probably gonna, he's probably going to get three. Uh, this, is, this is a great uh, spot for Matt Ryan. And he's cheap in uh, DFS as well. Yeah, actually, Greg, this is the highest game. Oh, is it now? I know oh. that. It, it, it is the highest. There's a 53-point total in this game. And I know that because my quarterback start of the week is also in this game. That is Dak yeah. Prescott. Dak is in a game, uh, like we said, 53-point total over-under. Uh, he's QBing the team with the highest implied team total. Uh, he's at home where historically he plays better. Atlanta got lit up last week, uh, you know, Dallas's defense got lit up last week too. Mm-hmm. Your start of the week is going to be airing it, airing it uh, all over, the, all over the yard <laughs> with uh, with Dallas's defense. So Dak's going to have to match that. He didn't exactly light it up last week. I think in in uh, in this game is the perfect remedy for him. He also carried the ball three times last week for thirty yards. So you're getting a rushing floor as well. So I I think Dak is in a blow up spot here this week. Greg, running back start of the week. What do you got? Oh, man, it's King Henry, Derrick Henry versus Jacksonville. Mm. There's really mm. not much more mm. to say. I could stop right there, but I'm going to keep going. 31 mm-hmm. carries and three receptions. <laughs> <laughs> he had the highest opportunity share amongst running backs in the league at 94%. There's no one else that this team is using. It's, it's Derrick Henry. Uh, oh, he's going to see almost 30 touches again, if not more. Jacksonville's second-worst fantasy team against the Rush. Gave up 37 total touches and 218 scrimmage yards last week and two touchdowns. So I think if you gave that 30-something touches to Derrick Henry, he might get close to 200 yards in this one rushing. So, uh, yeah, he's going to kill. Absolutely kill. Yeah, hopefully we get one of those vintage Derrick Henry against the Jags 99-yard touchdown runs. That would be great. Oh, man. Um, You know... In DFS, we have somebody something that you just you call hitting the lock button on someone. <laughs> that means no matter how many how many lineups you make, that player's in all of them. That player for me is Derrick Henry this week. He's the lock button. Um, but two guys that come really close to being a lock buttons that you know, I couldn't make up my mind. I had to come up with yeah. two starts of the week. First one is Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't declare this man dead just yet. He was ninth in running back target share in week one, and he actually looked good on the ground. He gets to face the Carolina rush defense, 
who has been the worst deep run defense in the league going back to last year. The Bucks have the fourth highest implied team total and will be in play. Uh, he will be in play for a rushing touchdown or two. The second guy is my breakout running back, Jonathan Taylor. JT. I'm calling for the breakout game right now. Minnesota was terrible on the ground last week. They're banged up on the D-line, and now they got to go to Indianapolis to face this big offensive line and Jonathan Taylor. I expect <laughs> him to run wild in this one. This man is a top 10 running back the rest of the way. Yeah, 5'10", 226. Come on, man. This is, this is a, he's a linebacker playing running back. You got six, uh, That's the, the seventh old lineman. Sorry, the sixth old lineman is, uh, is, is JT as also a running back. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, your wide receiver start of the week, man. Who do you, who do you got? Oh, yeah, I got Mike Evans going against Carolina. He's in an excellent oh. matchup. Uh, whether Godwin, oh, Godwin's out. So I had the notes of whether he played or not, but now he's definitely out. So this man is going to get 10 plus targets. He's going against corners like Rashu Douglas and, and Troy Pride. Those are the, those, are those weak spots for them. Uh, so I think he has a great bounce back spot. He should be a player that is targeted heavily. Uh, so 96.96% of the snaps in week one on a banged up hamstring. Now he's completely healthy. Top 12 performance. Lock it in. Oh yeah, I mean Bruce Arians didn't. They, they didn't. They didn't even ask. Mike Evans to go deep last week, which we know that's what he does best. So expect that on Sunday, man. Uh, like that play. My wide receiver start of the week. This man, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Hollywood, Hollywood picked up where he left off last uh, in the playoffs last year after finally being healthy. And he's healthy now. Not only is he healthy, he's added on 20, 20 pounds of muscle. And he's improved as a receiver. The man had 101 yards in a half. <laughs> and a half against uh, last week against Cleveland on just 24 routes. He was the only player in the NFL to run at least 20 routes and record at least four yards per route run. Uh, he had 4.21 yards route per uh, 4.21 yards per route run, and now he gets a Houston pass defense that didn't even get tested deep last week, but is beatable. And I expect Hollywood to come through in a big way this week as the Ravens who, again, are tied with the Cowboys for the highest implied team total. Like, Hollywood, man, you you, you got to start this, man. Yeah, start man. Hollywood it, Brown. From, like, in certain games, this man is, like, one of the most efficient wide receivers and fans. He had a crazy efficient game in week one last year. Like, super efficient, man. It's crazy. Uh, Yeah, Deontay Johnson, shout out to him. Um, honorable mention start of the week, too. Oh, yeah. Got to love Deontay Johnson this week. But, Greg, your tight end start of the week, brother. Who do you got? Bro? Yeah, man. I called him out early in the week after after week one. I'm going with Evan Ingram, though. He has to bounce back. Going against the Bears. Uh, this is a Bears defense that was exposed by the tight end position in week one with TJ Hawkinson. Had 56 yards and a touchdown. I think, uh, you know, Evan Ingram uh, had seven targets in week one. Two red zone targets. A 98 0.4% snap share, second highest amongst tight ends, uh, in a high scoring possibly potential, you know, a competitive game for this Giants Bears matchup. I think he's a tight end one, lock it in for sure. He should show you why you, you know, you took him as, you know, one of those top five to, to seven tight ends. Yeah, man, I, I, I like that one a lot, actually. He's a sneaky DFS play for me this week. Um, my tight end start of the week is Jared Cook, man. Uh, he's in a revenge game for Jared Cook. He gets the Raiders in, in this match. There matchup, we go. I was wondering what revenge matchup. games were coming. I'm like, yo, what's these revenge games called oh, you've been making? Come all the on, time? man. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I, I could, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's got a revenge game this week, you know, <laughs> uh, Buffalo versus Miami. Uh, so, but Jared Cook, he's got a revenge game, very juicy. 
uh, Cook all he led all NFL players. Greg, you ready? Mm-hmm. I can't even take credit for this one. This is from Rich Rebar, so shout out Lord Reeves. Um, at uh, of all NFL players, he uh, he led all NFL players in plays that went for either a touchdown or twenty yards. Wow! So he's he's a big play a big play waiting to happen. Uh, and so for as long as Michael Thomas is out, I said it. Uh, Cook is a top four tight end, uh, and so. This week, he's like I said, he's got this matchup against this Raiders team. Uh, yeah, expect him, expect Sean Payton to dial up some some big plays for Jared Cook. Man. Yeah, so, man, I love it. This is this is, this is gonna be a good week. I feel it. Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be a good week. All right, man. So it's time to uh, play a little game. Mm-hmm. Get money. Get money to change uh, again. To change to change. Greg and I, we we we're gonna play head to head here. A head-to-head contest on FanDuel. We do this every week, and again, the rules are simple. Um, the rules are simple. We just c- cannot se- select the same players. We're going to take turns selecting players to put into our FanDuel lineups. We're just not allowed to select the same players. So um, let's get this show started. Get money, money, take money, money, take yeah. Money, money, yeah. I'll be counting 5, 10, 20, honey, yeah. 20, All right, Greg, so I think I have the first pick, right? Because you have the first pick last uh, Yeah, week. unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do, so I'm real scared right now. I know you're really scared right now because I, I know you really want Derrick Henry. I do. I do. I really do. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so do I let you get Derrick Henry or I'm going to take Derrick Henry? <laughs> fair that's fair it's totally fine i'm gonna take with my first pick uh now i have to switch it up because i need to find a running back now in the meantime uh i'm gonna take i'm gonna take i'm gonna take dalvin cook first pick okay i like that one i like that one um i'm gonna take my second pick i'm gonna take clyde edwards hilaire Ooh, i like that Uh, with my second pick, I'm gonna take Devontae Adams as a wide receiver one. Slide him in. Oh, Let's man, go. That's good. That's good. Uh, my first pick, I'm gonna take uh Josh Allen at quarterback. And since you took a quarterback, I'm gonna wait to take a, another skill position. I'm gonna take Ronald Jones in my flex. Lock it in. Let's go. 5900 okay. on FanDuel. Sorry, I haven't been mentioning these prices. Uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook, 8800 Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, Devontae Adams, 8600 and Ronald Jones, 5900 in FanDuel. Yeah, so I took Derrick Henry, who was 8300 I also took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's 8000 And then I took Josh Allen, who's 8200 Um, Next up, I'm going to take... I'm gonna take Logan Thomas at tight end, mm. forty-seven hundred. Mm, another snipe, so cheap. That's a good. <laughs> that's a great play. Oh, now I gotta come back to that. I think I, I'm gonna just take your streamer the week and take Jordan Aikens at tight end. <laughs> he's forty-six hundred. Yeah, he's so. one hundred. Yep. Yeah, he's one hundred cheaper. Yep, yep. I'm gonna take him at tight end. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Zeke Elliott, 8,600. That was my third running back. 
As my second receiver, I'm going to take Julio Jones at 8,200. What? Yes, sir. Oh, no. Yes, sir. I squeezed in Dubai. Yes, sir. Let's go, Julio. Oh, coming no. in. <laughs> got sniped so Yes, hard. sir. As my wide receiver, 2 1, whatever you want to call it. Him and Devontae, lock it in. I just got sniped <laughs> so hard. All right. Adjust, adjust. Okay. Uh, for my. Let's see. Well, for my my first wide receiver, I'm gonna take. Uh, okay, we're gonna adjust. We're gonna change this up. I'm gonna take Hollywood Brown. Okay. Okay. Uh, as my quarterback, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that stack. I'm gonna get Matt Ryan uh, at quarterback for 7700. Um, yeah, lock it in. I don't know why I took quarterback. I should have waited till last to take him because you already have one. <laughs> <laughs> Bad on my part. <laughs> it's cool man we learn we learn yeah um my next damn i really don't know who i want to take now um okay so my next wide receiver i'm gonna go ahead and i'm just gonna i I really want to go with one guy but i'm really gonna go with this other guy out of spite i'm going with adam thielen Ooh. oh that hurt I didn't really have him in my lineup and that hurt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take as my second running back. I'm, oh, as my third. Well, I have Ronald Jones in the flex. I have Dalvin Cooks as my RB1. I'm taking Zach Moss, 5,200 as my RB2. Lock it in. He's so cheap. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, my third wide receiver. All week I had been picking... CD Lamb, but then I've been fading him a little bit. And one guy, this is a little uh, preview for you all that are going to watch the DFS breakdown. One guy I've been fading him to go to is his actual teammate, Michael Gallup. Mm. Oh, actually, nope, can't do that. I lied. I can't do that. Um, actually, a guy I'm going to go with is Brandon Ayuk, actually. At okay. Receiver. Oh, okay. Dad, that, that, that interests me in some questions I have about, you know, Kendrick Warren over Brandon Ayuk. I'm in a league where I have both of them, so it'd be interesting to see who start. Uh, I'm going to go, and as my third receiver, go with Deontay Johnson, 5,800. That Monday night, those, those prices. <laughs> yes, yes. If you, if, if a little, uh. You know, we'll talk about this on the on the DFS breakdown as well, but um you know, the DFS rundown tomorrow. But if you don't know, prices come for FanDuel for the following week come out on Sunday night. So players that are playing in the Sunday night game or players that are playing in the Monday night game, they will not be uh, affected their pricing won't be affected by their performance. So a guy like Deontay Johnson who goes out sees ten targets his price doesn't reflect his tar- his target share because again he's tied with Will Fuller for fifth in the league with 32% target share, um, but he didn't have a great game in the box score, so you know people are probably going to sleep on him a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. you can get some some cheap some cheap production there. So um, finishing my lineup for my defense, I'm gonna go with. 
I can't afford the team that I really, really want, which is the Washington football team. So I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 3,800. I like that one a lot. Um, definitely one of my uh, streams after Arizona. But I have a lot of money because Matt Ryan's 7,700. So I'm going to just go chalk and just take the 49ers defense, $5,000. Uh, and yeah, that, that's Ooh. that's my team. It's kind of kind of stacked. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So... Let me, let me run through my roster really quick. At quarterback, I got Josh Allen, 8,200. Uh, running back, I've got Zeke Elliott, 8,600. Uh, Derrick Henry, 8,300. My first wide receiver, I've got Adam Thielen, 7,300. My second wide receiver is Hollywood Brown, 6,200. My third wide receiver is Brandon Ayuk, 4,900. And then at tight end, I've got Logan Thomas, 4,700. In my flex, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 8,000. And then Ooh. at defense, I've got Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 3,800. And I have no money left. Word. Uh, me, I have quarterback. I have Matt Ryan at 7,700. I have Dalvin Cook as my RB1 at 8,800. Zach Moss as RB2 at 5,200. Julio Jones, wide receiver 1, 8,200. Deontay Johnson, uh, my other wide receiver, 5,800. And my third wide receiver, Devontae Adams at 8,600. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah, man. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's Matt Ryan. I really just, it's all Matt Ryan here. Uh, it's that cheap, cheap play at quarterback. Uh, well, value play at quarterback. Jordan Akins, 4,600 for tight end. Ronald Jones, 5,900 at the flex. And the, st- and the 49ers defense, man, 5,000. $200 left, too, by the way. Oh, man. Who is your, uh, your, your running back, your two running backs again? Dalvin Cook and Zach Jones? Moss. Dalvin Cook and Zach Moss. Oh my God! Zach Moss and Ronald Jones save you so money, so so much money. Yep, yep. Fifty two and fifty nine. So much money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, that's just one thing to note. Another thing, again, we'll talk about it on the DFS rundown. But if you guys just want to make sure you you come in, check that episode out. I'm yes, gonna sir. try. I try it's to put it episode. out. I'm gonna try to put it. Out. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. I'm gonna try to put it out as early as I can in the morning. Um, so be on the lookout, maybe 9, 30, 10 a.m. Hopefully um, it'll be out. Uh, but some of the cheap plays at running back this week, the value plays, uh, Ronald Jones, 5,900. Zach Moss, you said 5,500? 5,200. 5,200. He's a nice value play. But in terms of, of pure volume, Ronald Jones and Jonathan Taylor, uh, 5,900 for Ronald Jones, 5,800 for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that's some cheap value uh some cheap volume uh in potential blow up spots there and you could build around those guys and get to a Devonte adams who is probably going to be similar to what michael thomas was every week in FanDuel and DraftKings last year where you, you kind of you just play him every week Word. so um yeah all right so we we broke down the games we did the starts of the week we played get money uh gave you a little uh uh, preview into what what to expect tomorrow for the DFS rundown. So hopefully you guys are all, uh, hopefully all you people out there uh, enjoy this football this weekend. Stay safe. Uh, win your matchups. Yeah. Oh, one uh, more point. If you have, if Lavisca Chanel is on that bench, go pick him up before we before the start. Yes, Lavisca <laughs> Lavisca Chanel. Please go go do that before his game starts. Um, you know. Just, just keep an eye out, okay, guys? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, but, again, everyone, thank you for listening. 
Uh, as always, please rate and review the podcast wherever it is that, that you're listening to us. Uh, follow us on, on Instagram and Twitter at FF Diagnostics. Uh, follow Greg on, on Instagram at we underscore made it. And then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Come by, listen to the DFS rundown tomorrow. I'll try to win you some cash in week two. And as always, we are out. We are out.